This is one of the more confusing feasts that we get throughout the year because a lot of people think that it celebrates the conception of Jesus Christ. Uh, and this gospel sometimes doesn't really help because uh, it's, it's the Annunciation, but it is the conception of Mary. It is Mary being conceived immaculately in the womb of her mother, St. Anne. And nine months from now, on September 8th of next year, we celebrate Mary's birthday. But today's feast is also important for us as Americans. It's actually the special patron feast of our country. Our country was dedicated to our Blessed Mother, and this is our national feast. So that's why it always has a Holy Day of Obligation attached to it, regardless of whether it's on a Saturday or a Monday or not. This feast, though, is a collective celebration of all of Mary's honors, all of her graces, and all of her powers. Because all of those things were, saw, saw their beginning, or all of them flowed from her immaculate conception. It is probably her greatest honor, or the thing that separates her from everyone else. Yes, the mother of God, but it is her immaculate conception that does that probably to a great extent. The Immaculate Conception, the event, is not recorded in Scripture. In fact, it happens even before the New Testament begins. The beginning of the New Testament, Mary is already a 14-year-old girl, as we hear today. It is not something that is spoken directly by Christ. But here in this Gospel, we see the foundations of this feast, this dogma that we hold as Catholics, that Mary was conceived without original sin and remained without sin from the moment of her conception all the way to the end. And we see so much of the doctrine and the dogma of this great feast contained in this gospel. Those very famous words that we say so many times every time we say the Hail Mary, Hail full of grace, the Lord is with you. Those words of the angel Gabriel. From this exchange of Mary and Gabriel, I think we learn two things. First, that Gabriel showed Mary honor. He said to her, Hail, favored one, hail Mary, the Lord is with you. There is something special about this young girl, this girl of 14 years. There is something quite significant about her that an angel, an archangel of all, would show her honor. And even those words, the Lord is with you. Gabriel sees God at work in Mary, that God did something special for her. Gabriel sees a bit more of God in Mary than he might uh, in each of us. And the reason why uh, is because, again, without Mary even really knowing it at the time, she has a rank higher than that of all the angels. That's why one of her titles is Mary, Queen of the Angels. It is the fact that she is without sin. After Jesus Christ, Mary is simply put the greatest human being who has ever lived. And it's quite ironic that those same angels, those same ones who banished Adam and Eve from the garden after original sin, are the same ones who fall at Mary's feet and do her homage, especially here in this Gospel. Those angels saw in Mary the one who would undo the pride of Eve. 
And those angels also see in Mary the mother of the one who would undo the disobedience of Adam. It is the fulfillment of that proto-evangelium, that first gospel, that first promise of a Savior that we get at the end of this reading from Genesis that we had today. It's the very first promise that God gives of our redemption, the first promise of a Savior, and the first promise of a woman who would always be at odds, at enmity with Satan, who would help in that work of redemption. The second thing that we hear that we learn from this exchange with Gabriel is that Mary is full of grace. There are many connotations to this, many things that we can sort of glean from it. Obviously, it means being without original sin. That's the primary thing that this implies. But being full of grace implies something more. Because it's one thing to be without original sin, but it's quite another to, if you will, have the hole in our lives that original sin Uh, initiates to have that be full with every possible grace that God can give us. Every possible grace available to humanity, Mary had. And she had it to the full. She had it in spades. Mary had the sanctifying grace of baptism and the actual grace that each of us strives for every day. Mary did not need the sacraments as you and I do. She didn't even need to be baptized as you and I would. She already had those graces, the fullness of grace. She had everything needed to live a life of holiness from the very beginning to the very end. In short, Mary was 100% receptive to God and his grace. She was receptive to God's work, receptive to God's love in her life, And we see it culminates with her being receptive to the Holy Spirit and receptive to Christ himself. And it is her receptivity that we should emulate and honor, especially in this great feast. Since she was obviously preserved from sin from the very moment of conception, there was no single moment of her life where she was not receptive to God. No single moment where she was not open to him. No single moment. Think about that for a minute. She was so attuned to where God was and was always there waiting for his prompting. So it's a good time to ask ourselves, how receptive are we? How receptive are we to God? Where is God trying to enter into my life? And where might I also be trying to resist him too? Where can I be more full of grace just like our mother Mary? Even though we aren't asked to bear Christ like Mary was, where do we need to accept him, to receive him, and to let him in? We need these graces, unlike our blessed mother. We need to be receptive to God or or else we end up shutting God out. And that resembles Adam and Eve much more than our blessed mother. So we can't let that happen. So on this day and every day of the year, we pray that Mary our perfect, our immaculate, our spotless mother, be our intercessor before the throne of grace as an example of receptivity to God. And may she who was truly full of grace help us to let God into every crevice of our existence and bring him into our lives and into our world once again.